Welcome to the True Colors Podcast, where we share our views on life, relationships, and culture, exploring big questions and providing simple answers to them, with your hosts, Jay Claire and One. Sally Olver. Welcome to True Colors. Good evening, Jason. Hello, Salsa. How are you? Well, really, really tired. I'm here because you convinced me. I almost pulled the plug today. I was like, oh, I'm underprepared. I'm, I'm going to disgrace the show. Because we are professional podcasters. We are. Well, well, we take pride in what we do, right? We care. We, we prep. We, we um, respect the art. We're, well, you know. I think we do to the degree that we can. <laughs> hey, right. listen, for a purely opinion-based show, I think we we still do our, you know, our share of prepping and, and educating ourselves on things mm. that we speak about. Would you say reading material? Uh, depending on the, uh, de- depending on the topic, like sometimes we just go flat out opinion. Yeah. But then we have, we also have times where, you know, something might be on our heart and we want to, riff. you know, give, yeah, but riff in an informed, in a well-informed way. Hmm. I think uh, if, if, if there's a topic of conversation that you don't like really understand and that we're yep. going to talk about, how much time do you reckon you dedicate to um, catching up on average? Oh, oh. Oh, five uh, minutes. No, <laughs> sound bites. Let's go to Wikipedia. What does Wiki say? <laughs> uh, it, again, it depends on the on the topic, bro. Like it really does. Mm. I think I think generally speaking, everything that we speak about, we are pretty well informed. Well, when I say well informed, we have we have a well-formed opinion like we don't really just throw things out that we don't care about or yeah we haven't discussed before what i was going to say speaking of opinions though um seeing as we are both both um very talkative people we know a lot about words and funny enough overused words overused words how, can i just ask, how does that make you feel jason <laughs> <laughs> Like an overused how does, sentence. How does an overused word make you feel? I can tell you how it makes me feel. Look, highly, highly frustrated is what it makes me feel. Yeah, I think it depends on the the overused word. So I'll I'll mm. categorize my overused words. Um, Bring it. So I'm going to start with probably two of the strongest words that I believe exist in the. So this is a one word, but like it, it kind of makes sense what I'm talking about. Um, so it's probably the two most powerful words in the English language, and those are love and hate. Ooh, hey, and, good one. Yeah, yeah. So I believe that they've they're, they're overused in a sense that they've lost their meaning. The, a lot of these overused words for me are about losing meaning, right? That's why they've become overused because I love that. Like, nah, you don't love that. Hey. Yeah. You, you just kind of like really, it. Really, really, really oh, good. I hate that. 
I hate that guy. It's like, yeah. I hate the strong word. I That's don't think, a strong yeah, I, word. I like I this angle. Yeah, come on. So, yeah, I think the word love should be used in extremely rare moments where you actually mean it. So, like, when I said, um, I don't know if I said last week, but when if, if I didn't, I love my job. I love my work. Like, that's oh. a, a true statement. I love my wife. I love my kids. I'm not saying they're all the same kind of love. Like, my work to my wife and kids is very different. But yeah, there's a love there. So, you don't say, like, you know, you had a good meal. I loved that meal. Right. But if you did. Yeah. If it was like the best meal you've ever had, right? Loved it. Okay. Apart from best, apart from best meal ever had, loved is not needed. And okay. hate. The only time the word hate should be used is in extreme circumstances, I believe. Like hate is a hate is a very strong word. It's it's, it's a horrible word. It's it's so it's when someone venomous... says, oh, I hate that," I hate that, or even I think where they use it in, I think my my was a common string, but even when they people use it in terms such as hate speech, and mm. it's one of the most overused combination of two words I've ever heard. Hate speech. I'm like, what does that mean? There's words of violence. I'm like, the only violent words is me saying I'm going to bash your head in. <laughs> that's yes, that's yes. a violent word. Uh, apart from that, there's no violence in a word unless it's actually violent. Well, I think I think what they what they're saying is it's abusive. It's abusive language. So although it's not physically abusive, it's emotionally harming. And it, you know, I got I have to I have to say that I love that you bring up this love and hate thing because we had a teaching um, at uh, at our youth group. Just we had it a few weeks ago and there was a revision about it last Friday. And biblically, there are, you know, when you're like, I love, I love my pastor. I love my wife. I love it. So biblically, there are actually four types of love. Okay. So storge is like an empathetic love. Well, what was that word? Storge. So S-T-O-R-G-E is an empathy, yeah. empathy bond. So that would be the love that you have probably for your child. Mm, okay. Philia is a friend bond. So that's the love you and I have. Mm. Okay. Romantic love is Eros, which is like the, the love that you would have for your wife. And sorry, Storge empathy. That's probably, that's probably going to come under your, I love pastor and I, I, you know, that I think, hang on. Anyway, anyway. So Eros is romantic love. And then Agape love is unconditional that that is god love which is all merciful all kindness all you know god what i mean love. yeah yeah god love that's a, that's a I strong mean, love that's some strong love right <laughs> but so if you go to the hebrew bible the way that it was initially written it yeah. like those those loves when love came up it was written in those words so you could you could categorize but now in our english language we have one word that's kind of encompasses all of it so you're right you're right we say you know i love a snickers bar i mean we're only human and then we and then we love our spouses but you know surely we i see it's it's very I different see. so so yeah. 
So, so there's even levels of love in to an extent. Well, well, there's different types of love, but different languages categorise that love. Our does, ours doesn't. Uh, so there's a different or, kind of word for or, that love. Or we just become lazy, which is a lot of what we're talking about, overused words. We're, you know, we've become lazy and saying, instead of saying a Snickers bar, saying, I enjoy a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> the truthful version of what's happening right now, you enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy a Snickers bar. I appreciate my friend. I love my wife. You feel me? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think what's a, what's a, what would be a, a definite love item for you? You. No, no, no. Like as in, like a, not a, like an object or a food or something like that. What would you say? What do I just love? (laughs) But I love so much. <laughs> I, I'd have to say, I know it sounds a bit cliche, but music. I okay. Music. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Do you know what I mean? So I like I've got okay. So I would. So really, what I should be saying is I'm passionate about music, and I love my child. You know <laughs> what I mean? Segue? Did you just segue into passionate? Is that on your list? Oh, passionate didn't make the list, but guys, oh, yeah. It's in the... The love category, passionate, really. passionate, overused. Yeah, but no, that was a no. I like that. What was your next You're, one? That was good. No, no, you go next. Mm. We'll, 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 we'll spa. Spa. Okay. Um, I think one of the most laziest words in the modern day vernacular is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's over. Used. That's it's too much. Like seriously, it it's I I think amazing is the love of good things. Yeah, well, if you just go straight to it's the point, it's too much. It's too much. Um, amazing defined causing great surprise or wonder, I, I, and like finished up with astonishing. Right. Okay. So. Again, to use a biblical a, a biblical angle, in yeah. in in our we would believe that God is amazing. Now, so if you think God sense. is amazing, Snickers bar not so amazing. That's like me, right? Like Michael Jordan, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Exactly. Like okay, Michael Jordan, and and you know what happens? Yeah, it's you kind of. When you, like, we watched The Last Dance, right? And I was speaking about The Last Dance with a mate the other day, and it's like, I don't have a word for him now because you're not going to call him amazing because now it's, like, amazing. It's been so so diluted, right? (laughs) You're like, I don't want to call Michael Jordan amazing. Like, I feel feel guilty. Yeah, I know. It's like, Like, what what word do I use now? You're comparing your chai latte to Michael Jordan. Like, it's not the same thing. Come on now. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> we need different words. People, come on. Don't get lazy with our, with our language. Amazing. Oh, right. I, and you know what? No. Like, if you go, we, we, if you go we should, past we should give my... you the opportunity to also add, sorry, what's top of mind, is your substitute words. So... Instead of using amazing, right? Here are some words you can use. Oh, there are plenty. There are there are plenty. Um, 
again, it de- okay, so what we're saying is that we people use the word amazing for everything, right? So when you're saying, all right, Sal, throw out some substitute words, okay, okay, cool. So if I say my coffee is amazing, so I'm, I'm going to use a different, a different substitute word for that compared to if I'm describing my child. Yeah, no, no, but what I'm saying... So I'd say, so amazing, I'd say, you know what? I'd say, this coffee's really satisfying. It's really satisfying. My child is a blessing. (laughs) Right? Do you know what I'm... Do you understand what I'm saying? Too many people think their kids are amazing, yet... Oh, they are! (laughs) They are amazing. Every kid does something like... Oh, kids are amazing. Really cool. It's yeah. not amazing, though. Um, it's the, not the, amazing. The interesting part, I think, is that, like, a word like amazing, even its synonyms are, like, amazing words. So, <laughs> it, so you wouldn't swap for extraordinary because extraordinary is extraordinary. Exactly. <laughs> like, there you go. Like, so even the word extraordinary. Yeah. The, the, oh, okay, so we would call Michael Jordan extraordinary. The whole point is he's extraordinary, right? Okay? So we're not going to then call the Snickers bar extraordinary. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> but it's not Michael Jordan. I think that has to be the, the base, the, like the barometer. Michael Jordan, Snickers bar. I'm just going to add that um, we don't need to talk about my next word because we basically just spoke about it because my word was awesome. And that was on my list. I think awesome, amazing. It's, the, it's similar. It's the similar vibe. So um, awesome. This is remarkable, wonderful. There's all these words that actually mean a lot. There's, there almost needs to be like, what's the in between amazing and good? Uh, fantastic. You reckon fantastic? That's not a. Oh, what about great? Yeah, great's the middle. Great, great's the middle. The the center point. Mm, good, great. Great. No, if it's but, good, it's it's like satisfactory. If it's great, it was like, well, that was pretty good. And if it's great. like amazing. Great. Let me put some perspective on this then. Mm. Michael Jordan. Back to my MJ. Okay, so he gets extraordinary. No, no. But what do they refer to him as the basketball, as a basketballer? The goat. Which is? The greatest of all time. Great. <laughs> No, okay, okay, <laughs> good, good, because <laughs> this is a great little rabbit hole we're wiggling down. Um, again, they've, they've diluted the word great. Let's go back to the Bible again. And greatness is supposed to be like huge, majestic. Um, yeah, huge. So it's not really the in-between word, is it? Great, or maybe it's been softened so it, hard. It, it's great. It's, it's it's diluted. Mm. But yeah, when when you say right the now. greatest, I think I think the 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 structure of the term 
greatest of all time, that kind of takes it to the to the level. Is that like when you were the maddest? <laughs> or the baddest. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, but that is the baddest. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Really good one. I like that, and I had it as well. So That's does so that awesome. mean it's back to me? Yeah, so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. This word, I just I want to slap people. I'm just going to put it out there right now. When I hear this word, unless it's used in a really, in the context that it's supposed to be used, yeah. authentic. <laughs> I think our I think our friendship's authentic. Is it a good? Yeah, but we don't. A, but we, is do it a we yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But we don't use, we don't say it's authentic. Mm. We use other words. So it's like this. It, you know what? Authentic is the coriander of words. It's like where did that come from? <laughs> the coriander of words. It is. <laughs> it's like where did that come from? Like it's yeah. everywhere now. I can't stop. I can't unsee authentic. <laughs> authentic. Indian cuisine. Uh, what do you mean? What's the other stuff I've been eating? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm over it. I, I'm, I'm really, really over it because it's there are other words like true and pure and um, clean. Honest. Honest. Honest, mm. Honest sure. True. Straight. I don't. I don't say. I don't say. Jason, be authentic with me. I don't go. Okay, dude, what's going on? Just be authentic. I like just be straight. I don't even know how to say that to you. But do you know what I mean? Like it's just weird. It's overused, and I'm. They've. They've. They've ruined it. They've ruined it for me. It's actually a really good word. Like, the more we talk, the more words I'm just, like, thinking I'm, like, humble. Like, we're very <laughs> special about that. I don't, like, think okay. I don't think humble's overused. I think I think how it's used. How yeah. it's used. Yeah, okay. Because I don't think anyone can ever use the word humble referring to themselves. That negates the humble. <laughs> <laughs> that so, completely uh, neutralises the humble if you go, you know what? Like, Jason, it's like, circular, it's like a circular reference in the brain. It's like what? I'm, I'm really okay. You can. I think it's okay to to say you've been humbled. Like that was a really humbling experience. I mm. think that. Oh, I think that's fine because that that is that is saying I I appreciate that I thought I was here, but that experience sort of brought me down a notch or two. So that was humbling. But if you just refer, it changes, if you're just it if you're just the, if you're just claiming the humble. No, don't do that. Don't just, yeah, well, don't just. It, it changes it into a, a adjective to a verb, yeah? Because, uh, yeah, because you're, you're being humbled. It's like a, a humbling experience. Like a, it's part of yeah, a. I think that's okay. Yeah. To, say, I, to say, you know what, that was a really, hum I feel really humbled by that. I think yeah, that's but okay. But to declare your humbleness, no. Humility, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, no. Like, imagine reading that on a on a resume. And you're like, <laughs> five top skills: humble, authentic, awesome, amazing, great. Great. 
Okay. So next word. Yes. So okay. that's it. That's it for me because I had awesome as well. So your turn. So this is the last word, and yep. this is this this is probably the best that we've left it to last. But yeah, yeah. Um, the most overused—I actually think the most overused word today, because of the strength of the word and what it means—is racist. Ah, oh, okay. Big, and what, uh, I'm, what, yes. what I mean by that is that. Yes, that's no, that, one of those things. that's good, Jason. That's really good. Come on, tell us why. Well, we're, we're talking about words that have been devalued in their meaning, and I think uh, racist has been upgraded. Bad has been upgraded to racist or something. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it's like a bad thing. It's not. My kids, my kids call each other racist. So, <laughs> like, if 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 like, oh, I don't know. The, Pass the salt. No, you're being racist. I'm like, That's exactly, see? That's what, what it's turned you into. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, mm. what, what are you saying that? And they have said, they just go, you're a racist. It's, it's, a, it's a massive accusation. It's huge. Right? So if anyone ever calls somebody that or something, you're racist, that's racist, you need to explain why. And not many people do anymore. It's just blanket racist. And I think people just want to draw that line in the sand. No, racist and, not going. And, and <laughs> this could be racist saying that. And you know what the weirdest part, I think, who overuses it the most? Who? <laughs> who? Who? White people. Right. Okay. So I think it, gonna, I think it, think it falls back into that politically um, correct political correctness yeah and and i guess that's wanting to virtue signal <laughs> listen you know it's oh, man but i think where where it's it's again it's when it actually is that that's when you call it that like so you know you think about um let's give an example of racism um Okay, just simple ones. So you turn back the clock 60 years mm-hmm. and you go back to America pre they had um, civil rights movement. So when there was still segregation, mm-hmm. that hating on a black person and not letting them sit on a bus and drink from the same fountain. Oh, that, that, is, that is, that's blatant. Yeah, that's racism, right? That is blatant racism. Yes. Um, saying... Uh, an exa- and saying something like uh, what I don't think is right, which has been happening now, is if you don't agree with a, um, so Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. as a sentiment, I agree. As an organisation, after I've really studied the organisation and basically their Marxist values, uh, and they state clearly in their values that uh, they want a, a topple capitalism um they want to destroy the um nuclear family and they they want to topple donald trump like i don't know why they put that in there but these are values that don't align with my values so i can't we need i think we need another show on that because i wasn't aware of all of that 
But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's something we should so, explore. Yeah. So sorry, said, you were so saying. So me saying that, um, you know, um, I agree with the sentiment of Black Lives Matter, but I think Black Lives Matter, the organisation, is terrible. Mm-hmm. People will call me racist for for saying that. Okay. But I don't. I, I, it's not what you think. It's I don't agree with the values of this organisation. It's a values based thing. It's got nothing to do with race. <laughs> right. Okay. See, my understanding, and it's it, that's good. That's good that you raise that because my understanding is something else when I when I hear about Black Lives Matter, and I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Like, but so do white lives. So do you know? Well, like, well I heard a great. Speaking of one of our next topic, actually, books and learning, um, I'll segue into it using this, but um, one of my favourite authors and just people that I've discovered a lot over like the last four or five years, a guy called Scott Adams, a really interesting guy, actually. So I think he'd be, what, in his mid-60s or something? I've read about three of his books, actually. Uh, uh, was it the, oh, that orange one? How to Fail at Everything and, and Still Win or something? Like, he writes really interesting oh, yeah topics um and recently he's been he was one of like one of the first guys to come out and um and say that donald trump would win the election in 2015 or 16 or whenever it was Hmm. and and he wasn't saying that he was supporting this is when the craziness started right of um of what i think is the world today like people getting just reacting to stuff right and he um so he came out just he he wasn't supporting him, but he was saying, I just can tell by looking at this guy, he seems like he knows what's going on. He's dominating everyone else. And he just gets that vibe and he thinks he's a master persuader is basically the term that he said. And just because he said that, mm-hmm. the amount of hate the guy got was just mind boggling, right? And all he was doing was stating his uh, opinion. He right. <laughs> he, so that's an example back to that racism thing. And that's an example of it, like where people start accusing people of things that isn't even a thing. They're just putting a couple of things yeah. together. And the reason why I tell you that story is a segue is a, a racism weird way of talking is that uh, he was, he's actually like probably my favorite writer at the moment, mm. Scott Adams. So we're going to talk about stuff that we're books that we're um, reading and learning about. Yeah. Yep. That we're reading and we're learning about. That was that's something we wanted to chat about on this show. And um, I um, I watched two really disturbing shows on Netflix uh, on the weekend that really kind of stirred me up a bit. And so the first one, oh, I forget the title. Oh, I forget the title of the first one. But the second one was called Boy Erased, and it's starring uh, Russell Crowe and. Uh, Nicole Kidman and it was written and directed by Joel Edgerton. Brilliant. Brilliant movie. Really good. I, I, um, mm. I highly recommend it. It's called Boy Erased and it's on Netflix. And both the movies that I watched were about um, uh, conversion therapy. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it it hurt my heart a lot. Like I really, I really, you know, wrestled with that and I, I was just like, you know, God, like, I know what the Bible says about um, homosexuality and and whatever, and but I just don't see the God that I know. I can't see the God that I know treating yeah. and abusing and and torturing 
people like that for being gay. I just, I cannot mm. reconcile that. You know, I'm like, would you give me something, show me something like, because I, and I've talked to my pastors about this. Technically, openly, like philosophic, philosophically, philosophically, he should be the most empathetic because we are all his creation and that would then be his error. Well, I'm not going to get into all of that because that's a whole show in itself, right? No, well, that, well that's what I'm saying, that that right. would be a, right. a contradiction of, of what it's said in the Bible. I understand what you're saying. So you're saying if he was, hate, if he was hateful towards um, the gay community, then um, I'm just going to refer to him as the gay community because I feel like whatever abbreviation I say is going to be wrong and I don't want to offend <laughs> anyone. I point. really, really don't. Um, and I'm just like, I don't, I just can't see you being like that, Lord. Like, I just can't, you know. Give me something, show me something. And anyway, I'm on the phone to one of my girlfriends yesterday. We had beautiful two-hour-long conversation just about life. It was great. And just right at the end, she goes, oh, Sal, I'm reading this book at the moment. It's called Good Girl, no, Gay Girl, Gay, Gay Girl, Good God, right? And it's written by um, an African-American hip-hop artist, right, of all things. So she's an incredible writer. And I'm only three chapters in, so I really can't give you, you know, um, much context yet. But um, it's, it's, it's been approved and it's being promoted by uh, the Gospel Coalition. Um, and sorry, sorry, can you explain to me what the gospel coalition is? So I, I think it's like, it would be like, my understanding is it would be like a, a, a group or a, 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 a Christian group. Um, you know, I can research that more if you like, but they, do they publish it or anyway, I don't, I don't have all those like nitty gritty facts, so but are they like a kind of like a, a publishing house but more focused on religious based let's have a look who is the gospel coalition mm, um that's really interesting um and exists to equip the next generation of believers pastors and church leaders to shape life and ministry around the gospel okay so okay. it's a christian based yeah 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 and and what i think she's talking about is you know what she wants Christians to know coming from her perspective mm. um and, and like I said I'm only three chapters in so I really can't comment much more oh I look forward to the updates yeah I I I, I do and I was just because my girlfriend said to me she goes oh you would love this like she's a she's a poet like you'll love the way it's written and I was like oh great 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 and then I've read turned it around read the blurb this hip-hop artist whatever I'm like what come on that's crazy isn't so good so it's called Gay Girl, Good God. Um, mm. And it's, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's I'll, good. I'll let you know. <gasps> I just had an epiphany. What? We've turned into Margaret and David. <laughs> Don't. That's, that would be overusing a word. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they stop? I loved those guys. Because they're old. They're like trying to not get coronavirus at the moment, those people. Oh, I loved them. Anyway, okay, that's enough from me. What about you? Or oh, is it you've, you've covered your book? 
No. Well, I haven't been reading much of late, even though um, I. But I did have a massive run last year, actually, where I read. So I read. What do you? What do you? What do you classify digesting audiobooks as? Absolutely fine. I think it's. I. I like. I don't do it a lot. Um, but what I do when I do the audiobook thing, I really like that I can, you know, I can still learn while I'm driving or I'm doing housework or, you know, sometimes I want to read, but I'm so exhausted. I just, you know, to have it read to me is really convenient, but Mm. I will always come back to the pages. I'm a, I'm a pages girl. Yeah. Probably like between Jan and June last year, I went through probably like 33 books in half a year. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and I had this goal of doing like uh, 10,000 steps every day. So every time I went for a walk, I was listening. Every time I was driving to and from work, which is probably 45 minutes each way. So I was, I was in, I was basically digesting approximately, I don't know, two and a half, three hours a day of. So good. Learning, learning. So every three days I was kind of getting through a book. I think it was something like that. Um, and do you find that you can still process the information as well, hearing it as reading it? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah. absolutely. Go for it. It's the same thing. The weirdest part though is like how much of books you don't retain. I think. I think you remember like the really good bits, but you've like read ninety thousand words. Yeah. <laughs> and you keep maybe five hundred. I think we retain what's relevant to us, what's most relevant to us. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like if something, if you're like, oh my gosh, like I heard the most incredible analogy today about uh, therapy, about counselling and therapy. Um, I was talking to a friend and one of her psychologists said something to her that gave me goosebumps. I was like, that is the most brilliant like an analogy of therapy that I've ever heard. And she was saying, she explained it like this. She was saying therapy is like surgery. So you can't just go in and just start hacking away at a body. If you, if what you need to do is you need to prep the area Mm. that needs to be um, operated on. Right. And you need a qualified experienced person to be doing this this procedure it needs to be prepped and then it needs Mm -hmm. to be clean and then you need to make the incision and you make the incision now it's exposed now you need to you know move things around or take whatever out or 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 heal you know like do what you have to do Mm -hmm. then you have to sew it back up you need to clean it again then you need to um disinfect blah 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 then it needs to heal As it's healing, it becomes a scar. Then the scar is easier to manage, like with creams and balms and whatever, right? But like that kind of description, like that's just, it just, for me, I was just like, that is brilliant because it just confirms that like therapy and that sort of thing isn't something you can just like go, um, head first into mm-hmm. and then not do the appropriate work afterwards in order for that to 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 stick 
so therapy in, in the analogy is almost a surgery it's a surgery and the, and the healing process attached to that yes yeah that's interesting that does make a lot of sense actually it, like that well the way she explained it was even better than i just explained it then that i it's something i've always subconsciously known like i know that if i have a therapy session I will sort of try to make the next day as free as possible because you don't know how your body and your mind's going to respond to things that are brought up. So in that analogy, you'll say like in therapy, if you've got a specific problem that you want to get through, those first few sessions are the surgery and then the back of that is the getting on the mend. Yeah, when- yeah, yeah, and that takes time. And all that to say is, you know, when we, we're reading books, we are going to we are going to um, gravitate to the parts that resonate with us, mm. and the stuff that you, that falls away. I think the brain knows that's that has no not no purpose, but it's secondary. I really need to grasp this. You know, mm. because what she said about this, you know, this surgery thing, like for me, I was like, that is, you know what I mean? Because it's relevant to me. And a... you take notes. <laughs> Did you really? No, like with books and stuff, I always take notes and highlight and yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. Come on. No, I don't do that. I just like consume. Like, yeah. Yeah, but your memory is way better than mine. We, <laughs> we, we established that 20 years ago yeah. at university. You can just retain stuff. Like, stuff, ooh, stuff that I don't need to remember most of the time. Like, I was like, truck, yeah, a week information. Like, oh, how long does it take to form a habit? And someone's like, 21 days. I'm like, no, it's not. That's a, that's a, it's a myth. Is I'm it? like, it actually takes about 87 days, actually. Yes. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Yeah, 21 days to do the habit and then, like, there's more to, like, consol- to consolidate. It's like, yeah. it's like the surgery. Oh. Huh? Uh. <laughs> Woo! We went deep today. Uh, all right, let's, let's watch some stuff let's together. Lighten this uh, up a little bit. Woo! This is Tony Abbott. Eating an onion. (laughs) Tony Abbott has talked about why he bit into a raw onion last week. Vision of the Prime Minister eating the vegetable, complete with skin, has been shown in Australia and abroad. Speaking to radio station 2SM this morning, Mr Abbott offered this explanation. I thought it was very important that I should show my support for the great products that the (laughs) Tasmanian agricultural industry produces and uh, um, uh, you know, I enjoy onions. Uh, I normally have them cooked on the barbecue, but uh, I enjoy onions. The industry group Onions Australia is trying to cash in on the publicity. The industry group Onions Australia. Now that's uh... so. There you go. That was our Prime Minister of many, uh, not many, how long ago? Five years ago. Um, eating an onion. That's how cool Australians are. <laughs> God. He's a Hungarian chess player. Is he a Hungarian chess player? Uh, anyway, let's, let's just watch the I'll find out who Charles Dozer is later. Okay. So, can you see the screen? I can see the screen. All right, so it's Charles Dozer, a succulent Chinese meal. Mm-hmm. 
charge for that no none at all no. so so that's <laughs> the two stupid videos we decided to watch. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we tony, did tony ever eating an onion <laughs> chinese succulent meal chinese meal yeah you know um so, so, hang on what was the real reason he was being arrested Something pretty, pretty intense. I mean, there was a lot around him, wasn't there? There was a few. Big Phil eating his succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that is indeed. So, um, is there anything else you want to chat about today? Oh, I thought we were just going to close off with one or two unpopular opinions, and oh yeah, the old unpopular opinion. Round it out. Yeah. Um, did you watch um, Kanye West's new film clip? I did. Oh, is it good? Oh, it's really good. Really? I Very enjoy it. On point, yeah. I only watched like the first 30 seconds, but I was like, oh, I see what he's doing. He's... You know, how I, feel about, you know how I feel about Kanye? Oh. I love Kanye. <laughs> I've always liked Kanye. His music's amazing. It's amazing, Jason. All right. Uh, unpopular opinion. Custard yeah. is glorified child's vomit. <laughs> Next. <laughs> False. I like custard. Custard's good. Come I'm on, down I'm, I'm down with the custard. I like custard. So like, uh, something about these texture, I think, that makes me go, Ugh. Uh, Jamie Oliver is the most irritating man on earth. No, he's not <laughs> irritating. It's just how wet his mouth is. I just don't like it. He has a wet mouth? Yeah, he's very lispy and mouthy. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> And it's around food, so imagine eating his food. It's got so much of his spit in there. Oh, I'd just ignore it and just eat anyway. He's, Next. I, wouldn't I wouldn't say he's irritating. No way. I wouldn't give him irritating. No. That's that's far too much of an overuse. Uh, 
I'm like, I'm like, some of them, I'm like, I can't actually even read them. Uh, Friends of the program is shite. What? Uh, who's writing these? No, they're we need. Why they're, un- they're unpopular. See, that's why you're disagreeing. Oh! Oh, sorry. I missed that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree that that would be an unpopular opinion because that would not be my opinion. Yes. So agree. It's like, it's like a double negative. This is a good one, actually. Gordon Ramsay. Mm. You know who Gordon Ramsay is, yeah? Okay. Is pretty damn hot. (laughs) Um, he's a man. All right, come on, out of 10, what's Ramsey? Oh, I don't know. I only have eyes for one. Yeah, I know that you're married and you have a beautiful husband, but yeah. what's Ramsey out of 10? Well, I don't rate older men. He's not much older than you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I just... Let me I, check that. I, I, might, just... I might be off. He probably is, no, I might be older than him, Jay. Dude, he's only 53. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, to me, like, like, once, like once you're in the, I just feel like once you're in the dad category, that's okay, no judgment, but you're in the dad category. So there's, like, no rating in I'm dad category. Sure Brad Pitt is a dad. Well, everything is different for that guy, right? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Oh, he's, 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 he's good. He's great. But I, I just wouldn't like. I like where this trend is going. Jason Momoa isn't all that hot. Who's Momoa? Jason Momoa. Just searching on your computer. Is he Hawaiian? Jason Samosa. Ha ha. M. Man. <laughs> oh yeah, I could have said that. Um. Okay, so was he he on um Game He's of Thrones Game. as well? Yeah. yeah, right. So all I can see is Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the next one. This is very very good. What is the point? Of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, come on. It's fantastic. What is, what's the point of Ed Sheeran? <laughs> what's the point of Ed Sheeran? So I then agree. I agree it's an unpopular opinion. There's plenty of point to, to Ed Sheeran. His last Every- album, man, was amazing with all those collaborations. I do can sing, but he's like, he's <laughs> like one of those, he's the example of, he's like, he's the modern day Elton John, really, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Why? Just because he's British. He doesn't just automatically. Because no, <laughs> he's got lots of talent for that. He's got a, he, he makes songs for the radio. Yeah. 
So what's wrong with that? What's wrong with radio songs? Yeah. They, they're not film, just like film, they're not just automatically clip. bad because they're on the radio. Film clips aren't aren't his positive. That's for sure. Well, he I feel like he was you know one of the pioneers. Oh, well maybe maybe George Michael was actually. But maybe one one of the first, well now it's a lot more common. But I think in this so George Michael was in a different era. But um, in this era, I think. Ed Sheeran was one of the first in mainstream, mainstream video clips to not be in the video himself. Is that like, like a thing? Oh, Is that well, a thing? Like he doesn't well, go in his film clips? Uh, rarely. He's, no, he's, got good, he's got a good manager. Next. <laughs> I, I'm probably, I'm probably, like, honestly, I'm probably just jealous of the guy. He's amazing. He's a because he has that. I've got. You're so bald, man. Now. I've got no hair. Yeah, he's got got no hair. Beautiful orange. Yeah. Orange hair. I think uh, orange. Yeah. Go. Orange-haired people kind of freak me out. Yeah, I. They have always freaked you out a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, am I racist? Does that make me racist? No, I just... Well, hairist. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> but I've come to enjoy the redheads. I, uh, I, I've i never really well, understood the hate towards the red hair because I think it's actually really quite stunning. One of my good mates... Oh, there's, there's some there's some ladies who've got that red hair and it's just like, wow. It's just yeah. Like, but dudes, Beautiful. how many dudes... One of my good mates now, he's a, he's, he's, he's a full red, but he's full shaved like me, who's a, yeah. I don't see it. So I'm glad I met him when he was bald. Yeah. <laughs> what about Eric Stoltz? <laughs> <laughs> he's a good well, he's, when, he's he, a... when he looked like When he looked like Jesus in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Jesus so in a robe. Oh, <laughs> my so... gosh. He was so funny in Pulp Fiction. So funny in Pulp Fiction. So funny. But like in some kind of some kind of wonderful, he was mm. he was good. Hey, um, we're gonna have to wrap it up, but do you watch the show Sinner? No. Is it okay. good? Yeah, I, t- I totally think you should watch it. It's very oh, okay. it's pretty dark. Um, oh, I don't it... like I don't like dark. Uh, okay, the darkest I go the, is the reason why I was telling you that is um our blockbuster vacuum is the main actor. You don't remember? <laughs> what was our blockbuster vacuum? Remember, it was, it was a Pullman, the, the brand of it, so we, <laughs> so we called it the L. <laughs> Go and get Bill. It's time to get Bill. Uh, Yeah, true story, everyone. We had a vacuum at work. It was his name was Bill. Go and get Bill. Oh, on that note, that is, that's the funniest thing I've heard in weeks. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> What's the show? It's good. He's really good in there, actually. Yeah. 
Um, I highly but recommend it. Was he, was he as good as he was in Sleepless in Seattle? That's what I want to know. You said the movie wrong. <laughs> what? While you were sleeping? Come on! And Sleepless in Seattle. What was he in Sleepless in Seattle? The husband. The, the, hus- the um, Walter. Wasn't he? Was he? <laughs> Come on. Bill. I was showing. I was showing in Sleepless in Seattle. I used to. Yeah, come on. I know that movie, man. Ah. Hey, I know my 80s movies. Come on. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. He was Walter. He was the one with all the allergies in Sleepless in Seattle. I remember now. I love it. I love it. Mm, You got it wrong. I think you mean (laughs) you were sleeping. (laughs) It's like uh... It's like we're having this rom-com beef. It's like, nah, man. <laughs> um, no, you romantic comedy. Yes. Sally, I, I apologise for accusing you of getting <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from <laughs> surgery to onions to rom-com fights. <laughs> Bill, I, love, I love this show. Final note, did you see my photo with you? Is that madam? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you look like a wax statue yourself. You'd be like this. Oh, I remember going to that and going, some of these are really bad. Oh, yeah. I was like, that does not look like Michael Jordan. I, I have, I've never been because I would, I think I'd find it a little bit freaky. I don't know if I'd be okay with it. When I saw Bob Marley, I was like, it's Bob Marley. It's yeah. the real wax statue of Bob Marley. <laughs> it's the real wax. <laughs> Can I have an autograph? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing though, that stuff. You gotta be, do you think about the person who got into that in the first place? Like, yes. Oh, you know what I want to do? Mum, <laughs> mum. I want to make people out of wax. <laughs> and then one day I want to get famous, so famous that people put their stupid, ridiculous things in a room and I'll pay to go see the fake version of a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> when you rationalise it, it's pretty dumb. Oh, we need a show on why do people pay money to see wax? <laughs> you know what my favourite one was? Dalai Lama. Oh, really? Like, oh, fuck it. it really looks like him. Oh, really? I, I felt like it was like, you know, it was just someone like posing. I was like, I'm going to poke him in the eye. I've seen that dude in real life. <laughs> no. I've been like yeah. like four metres away, five metres away from him. Have you ever seen um, Annie's selfie with Snoop Dogg? I think I have. You guys met him, right? No, we kind of didn't get smashed by his bodyguards. That's what happened. As they were clearing way, and he's like, gets in front. These dudes, man, like Snoop Dogg's a big guy, right? He's like six, eight or something. I remember you telling me, yeah. But like he had these guys who were just as tall as him, but two times the width of me. And I was like, they were just like full sumoing chicks out of the way. It was so funny. They're like, they're like, ah. 
and Snoop's just like, oh, I love him so much. Have you seen? Logan. Have you seen Menu Log? The ads. Yeah. Has he got ads for Menu Log? Oh, Jason. Oh, it made man. me so happy. So happy. <laughs> Snoop always makes me happy. I like how these old dudes now are just cashing in. Good on <laughs> yeah, well. It's like, you know, when Robert De Niro started making comedies. Oh. It's like, ah, oh, you passed it now. No, he's not. He made, he, made, he, made, he made Get Shorty, and I was like, yes, yeah, sweet, that's good. Yeah. And then Meet the Parents. But yeah. apart from those two, meet the parent. Come on. everything else meet. is trash. Like what? Um, would you like me to get through the list today? We'll do that next week. Okay. Robert De Niro's end of career was trash. Oh, wow. That is strong. No. It, well, it started so well. So like, he started so well. as an awesome actor. He to, is an awesome actor. Uh, was. Uh, to. Has been. Mm. Isn't it something great grandpa or something? Something about a grandpa? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. We'll figure it out. So, right. okay, we did it. Well done. Great job to Sally and uh, pushing through after a long day. <laughs> a long, hard working. She worked hard for money. <laughs> so hard for money. That's all I got. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get that song. I love that. Um, all right. Lovely to see you, and I'll get them outside. All right. Have a great hey. week. No, may yours be amazing. Hey, may yours be authentic. I so will be authentic. And great. Peace in the Middle East. And everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Basically America. <laughs> <laughs>